Because of his sweet leopard print pink. Pink leopard print speedo. Yeah, say that three times fast. Pink leopard print speedo, pink leopard print. Yeah, fuck you. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, a podcast that looks back in the 90s animated Spider-Man cartoon and asks, how many flashbacks can we fit into one show? I'm your host for today, the mercenary Kevin McAvoy. I'm joined, as always, by my crack squad of trained killers, the predatory Peter Iskandar. Those are rumors and they are not true. (laughs) And the valiant Vero Taylor. I have the best intentions, but I often end up failing. That's scarily accurate before we get into it check out our social media for screenshots updates all that bullshit we're at ra spider pod on twitter at radioactive spider pod on facebook and instagram and all the links are on our website radioactivespiderpod.com are you guys locked and loaded with some talent juice for today i am i'm continuing my trend of vampire episodes being accompanied by red wine day old red wine (laughs) peter i'm just taking it easy last time uh the gin got to me. I think it was because it was pink. So I'm just like, I only have one beer, and it's a uh, Nickelbrook Duplicitous. It's, uh, Citra Dry Hop Sour. It's actually pretty nice. Well, in honor of our uh, eight-limbed protagonist, I've uh, got myself another octopus wants to fight from Great Lakes. So sounds like we are all set. Uh, we're ready to haul ourselves up off of this cliff that we've been hanging on for two weeks. So regain your animal instincts and ready your anti-corrosive shields because we're squaring off for Neogenic Nightmare, Chapter 8, Duel of the Hunters. Duel of the Hunters first aired November 11th, 1995, and is based on... Well, it's actually not based on any comic in particular, which takes us to a very awkward edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. What? I thought you said we weren't going to be doing this. Uh, hold on a second. Let me, let me uh, check my notes here. I've thrown you under the bus with this one. Comic book yeah, oddly enough, so this one isn't based off a specific comic. And I did some research trying to find out when, like, Man Spider, like, first appeared. So in Spider-Man 102, Peter Parker's actually cured of his multiple limbs by Doc Connors. So he doesn't really become the Man Spider. And most of the Man Spider... Uh, appearances are like what ifs and alternate reality versions of Spider-Man. Like the main thing I found was him being featured in this cartoon. That's interesting. I thought it would be like based on Amazing Spider-Man number 103 where blah, 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 whatever. But no. That's okay. Uh, We'll see what John Semper Jr. Semper Senpai has in store for us as our first episode begins with a weird shot of Microchip in the legendary battle van before cutting away to the Punisher versus Mutated Spider-Man fight already in progress. Nudie Spidey lays a beat down and starts a fire in the warehouse with some acid spit, forcing the Punisher to beat a hasty retreat. So do spiders spit acid? Are there any spiders that do that? No. venom. Do I have to call Adam again? <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't think he's taking our calls. What they do is inject a uh, digestive fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and some, of course, have varying levels of uh, venom as well, which yeah. will incapacitate their prey so that they can drink their liquefied insides. Um, acid, though, not really. Ants actually do can kind of spit some uh, formic acid. So I think that's sort of what they're going for here. Oh, it's still cool and menacing either way. Yeah, and it comes in pretty useful because he's getting shot at a lot. He needs to be able to return fire. 
Yeah. He's got to have a projectile of, of his own. This is genuinely pretty fucking creepy and well done. This little fight that between the Punisher and uh, Man Spider here. Like, it feels like Punisher's completely overwhelmed. And uh, I, I kind of like seeing him struggle a little bit. Yeah, this is what you get for chasing a man into a warehouse with extra arms. But he goes and attempts to, like, use his gun and everything. And then when all else fails, he just tries to punch him. <laughs> Maybe yep. he just try getting away. <laughs> I don't know. Credit where credit's due. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> he has no chance. <laughs> uh, but it was a good try. It also is interesting that the multiple arms, like, he's not using his web shooters. He's using his clawed hands just make webs, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. Uh, I mean, it's not coming out of his butt, but it's the next best thing. But it makes him... It's so much harder to dodge because he's shooting like six streams of webbing at a time. I actually appreciate the fact that they took the initiative to make him shoot webs from all his hands. Otherwise, his other hands just seem so weak and useless, you know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You could like hold him up with two and punch him with the rest, like a finishing move from <laughs> oh, <some> nice. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. So when Punisher eventually does give up and he just calls in the battle van. Battle van. He says escape tactic 81452. Mm-hmm. Does he have over 80,000 escape tactics <laughs> memorized, like ready to go? Well, maybe it's like a code where it's like eight. It's like a certain like subset of commands. Yeah, and then maybe. It kind of like it's a tree structure rather than just sequential. I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit much. Takes out a big manual. Chapter eight is monstrosities. Escape from uh, oh a spider monstrosity. Okay, and then it's this. <laughs> I got a thing for this. I like the effort in doing the point of view from the man spider that they they do a couple times in the episode, where they basically just show massive fractured eye <laughs> lenses. <laughs> In fact, yeah, spider vision. It's pretty cool. He just throws himself into the into the side door of the van and mm-hmm. uh like he's kind of half webbed up, so he's just full on get me the fuck out of here mode. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just the whole effect there of him throwing himself in and the van's completely empty in the back for some reason. Yeah. Like he's got nothing left. He throws himself in really quickly and ends up landing on just all these swords and guns. <laughs> just like accidentally yeah. shoots himself in the foot. Like, ah, it went off. <laughs> What's Micro doing this whole time too? He's just sitting behind the computer screen. He's not going to help. <laughs> he built all this stuff. Yeah, he builds it and he gives him like intel. Yeah. I would have liked Micro to ter- hack in and turn on the sprinklers for the fire or something just to ah, show you what he does necessary. besides sitting back and eating chips while his friend. To be fair, we've never seen monsters. him eating chips. <laughs> yeah. It's in my brain. He might have a glandular <laughs> disorder. Uh, <laughs> I have to say my favorite character in this episode is Battle VM. He yeah, just comes man. in and wrecks the place. It destroys things. It's got like yeah. version one of Tesla's self-driving car technology. It's oh, just smashing into oh. shit. <laughs> How else does it learn? It exactly. It's a good thing because it's what knocks the man spider loose because he's kind of holding the door open as mm-hmm. he <laughs> launches himself onto the side of this thing. It like it dislodges him as he crashes into every available object inside this place. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked oh. Battle Van to have a bit of a personality, like blinks twice out of nowhere. Like, we're safe. Like, blink, blink. You want like a Knight Rider situation? I want, I want like a like almost his dog kind of situation. No, Battle Van's more intelligent than that. 
Battle Van has feelings. <laughs> you want him to be like, he jumps in, he's like, return to base, go. And then Battle Van's like, you don't have to yell, Frank. I'm all around you. <laughs> no, that's too creepy. I just want like a whoop, whoop, like it double honks uh, or something. So Punisher does get away. And then I Googled as hard as I could. But it looks like the line that he says uh, to Micro. I looked the devil square in the eyes and I blinked. Uh, appears to be original. Mm. So, and this is a solo Semper Senpai episode. He's got nobody else on writing credits. So good nice. for him. That's a, that's a pretty solid little line there. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. And for once, his delivery of the line wasn't absolutely terrible. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. He was given gold, and at least he didn't turn it to shit. <laughs> I know you're phoning it in, but for the love of God, just try with this one sweet line I wrote. All right, fine. <laughs> Battle Van. No. Battle Van. <laughs> put out an APB for our mutated hero, and the news starts calling him the Man-Spider. Seeing this, Dr. Mariah Crawford puts out a call to Sergei Kravenov, aka Craven the Hunter, for help. The Punisher, meanwhile, is on the verge of some serious backstory flashbacks as he and Micro begin to prepare for their second shot at the wall crawler. I thought there already was an APB put out for Spider-Man because, and I just checked it, in the recap, she says put out an APB for Spider-Man. Put out an APB. Spider-Man. Right, because he kidnapped Michael Morbius. Yeah, and then so she, then she goes and says it again. Put out an APB for Spider-Man. I'm like, there's already an APB out. I, I got nothing for you, man. That's just straight up bad uh, bad memory on the part of Samber Senpai. Well, you just got to make sure you got it. Can you have a double APB? <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a super serious. He's up to like six stars in yeah. his Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh... <laughs> The police sketch artist that comes in here and uh, <laughs> interviews the the witness that saw Man Spider escape. Mm-hmm. He's obviously moonlighting as a comic book artist because he does know. some great work. Yeah, it's a fantastic. Uh, <laughs> there's shadowing and there's like he, muscles underneath skin texture. He really took the time. I know. <laughs> Good for him. And the guy who describes him just like it had ugly claws, six of them. It looked like something out of a horror movie. His claws were ugly. I'm like, sorry, he doesn't believe in good grooming. It looked like he was still wearing a suit, but like it hid all the parts, but left enough to the imagination. He looked really good. It was like sexy and ripped. It was still deeply erotic. It was still very erotic. It hinted at Dong, but didn't evidently display it. Very tasteful. (laughs) All right. They go and they switch to John Beard, giving the news and saying that this man spider is out on the prowl or whatever. And it's like they transition from the drawing of the sketch artist to the television screen where they're showing the sketch. But it's a different sketch. I noticed the same thing. He's got him in profile now. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? Well, he like tried a few poses, you know. Yeah. This guy's a perfectionist. He's going to get every angle. Don't you worry. Damn professional. Beard is laying the verbal beat down here, though. Like, he really rips into him on this one. Has Spider-Man mutated into some kind of man-spider? <laughs> like, they have no concrete evidence. Aside from one hysterical bystander, they really don't know that this mutation has happened. So it's kind of strange that they just assume that it's true. Well, he also goes and calls him man-spider, and I'm like, oh, he said it! Oh, he did. Now we know what to call him. Yeah, well, finally, didn't know about that before. You know when you have the words on a fridge and he just takes the one man (laughs) and puts it in front of Spider and it's just, (gasps) 
genius. It's revealed that uh, Dr. Crawford is the one watching this newscast, and she immediately starts dialing Craven up. Presumably, he's still in Africa. Yeah. Sergei, Spider-Man has mutated. He's dangerous. You must come at once, please. And <laughs> she dials six numbers and gets connected to Craven on one ring. Which, all right, that's kind of ridiculous. A little, little desperate. <laughs> yeah, the four numbers that she presses are 2938. 293 is a spare country code, so it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. But, and follow me on this one, mm-hmm. if she was double tapping the two there, it was 229, which is the country code for Benin, which is a West African country credited as the birthplace of voodoo. And has a huge national park in the north that does big game safaris. Coincidence? I think so. It's probably just chance. Yeah, there's no way that that holds up. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't really think anybody was paying attention to that. But But it was kind of (laughs) neat. And I learned a lot today about Bannon. Though probably not how to say it correctly. That's probably wrong. (laughs) But oh shit, Craven is on his way now. Everyone should be fucking scared. But she's begging Craven to come help. Like, yeah. is he really dragging his heels on this one? <laughs> like, she's like begging him. Like, he sh- he's probably into it. He owes Spider Man. Like, why would he not want to come? I don't know. Well, he hates New York. Why did he come in the first place? It's kind of weird. We uh, end up back with uh, Punisher and Micro, like just talking about getting ready to battle Man Spider next, and. Punisher goes and picks up what I think is a rocket launcher, but then boom, another fucking laser cannon. Uh, yeah. It's the weirdest choice of a gun design for not a rocket launcher. Yeah. It looks like one. Yeah, it's huge. The cannon's huge. They even have an extension on the front of the barrel and it... Pew! Oh, okay. It's a really weird semi-flashback here for the Punisher. It's a nom-flashback. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't already know his deal... You'd think he was just spazing out and thinking about kites, like while while Micro is is doing that. If they didn't have the music, you'd just be like, "Oh, he's just thinking about kites. He's in yeah. his happy place." Are you listening to me? He's just like, "Oh my God, Micro's going on a rant again," and he's just maybe the kite killed his family. Maybe we don't know. It's all implied. My wife. My dead wife. My wife choked on the car. <laughs> my, my wife choked on the kite string. <laughs> yeah. Why was she eating it? Ah, she, that's her fault. Or I guess we got strangled. I guess strang got strangled. I guess the difference, yeah. strangled is outside, choke is inside. That makes sense. Maybe it was a kite runner situation. She got like knifed. Oh, God. We're going to rip on John Beck a lot in this episode for his shitty acting. But uh, I love the line read for what he says. Wrong. Wrong. He's just so excited by it. It's excellent. That's exactly what I'm in this to fight. Monsters. Then they, they show a clip of the Twin Towers. Like, oh no, we're not allowed to remember that. Why wasn't this edited out? Move on. Uh, I mean, it is a little bit of foreshadowing, yeah. but I really don't want to talk about it. So, end scene. Mary Jane wakes up in the Parker household, but not in the way she probably has imagined, and she and Aunt May go to the police to report that Peter is missing. Meanwhile at the airport, Sergei Kravenov arrives in his finest trench coat to meet Dr. Crawford. She is a possible antidote, but if they can't administer it soon, Manspider may be here to stay. 
she's standing above Mary Jane in the creepiest way possible, watching her sleep. Yeah. Like a like a husked yeah. corpse. Like a husked corpse? What the fuck, Pharaoh? Well, she looks like a fucking ghoul when she uh, <laughs> is leering over MJ. Yeah. Although she's taken off of her, uh, her uh, you can tell that Mary Jane has taken off her cowboy boots, and mm. she's oh. got yellow socks underneath apparently oh so if, if that was ever a, a, a question that you had here's your moment figure she has sweaty boot rash oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> good blork um so you can tell she's classier than felicia because she takes her shoes off in a house when she's on a couch not really much happens in this scene other than mj and may saying they're gonna go and to may channeling her inner little bo peep yeah that's the- really all that happens as they transition to show you that they're at the airport, that's very clearly reused animation from the Chameleon episode. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was Notice a while ago. Because it's like the very beginning of the Chameleon episode. I think we used it as one of our uh, title cards. <laughs> Is Craven naked under the trench coat? You wish. I was wondering the same thing. He shows a lot of chest, and they never really show whether he's wearing pants. It's just darkness under the trench coat for the legs. And then Mariah asks, Did you bring your ceremonial hunting gown? And it's like, wait, yeah, he now he only wears that. He's definitely wearing socks. It's <laughs> like the guy who bangs with socks on. I can't tell. <laughs> like, he's wearing black dress socks. And I can't tell whether he's wearing khakis or nothing under there. Because no, there's a shot of him getting off the plane before he makes uh, what is actually a pretty good little joke here. New York. But then you can see through his trench coat, like, those legs go all the way from uh, here to there. <laughs> it's just what he wears on airplanes. It's just a trench coat. It's just way more comfortable. Is this free ball in it? I think that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 90s. That's the way to get through security the fastest. Just be naked. Just be naked when no metal detection. Just walk through the airport. Trench coat. That's it. So... Does he still have his powers? He doesn't, because he goes on to a little bit of a awkward tangent about how he... While I do not have the super strength of a scientifically created madman anymore... And then he starts calling her Calypso. My Calypso. And then he does a shitty joke. Does the lion hunt without his mane? Like, what the hell does that mean? And don't the females usually do the hunting? Kevin? Uh, okay, well, those are two different points, and yeah, <laughs> she, so yeah, she says, Did you bring your ceremonial hunting gown? Which is a super awkward thing to ask. Then yeah, he says, does the lion hunt with his mane? I mean, technically when they're in a pride, the females will do pretty much all the hunting, mm-hmm. um, unless they're a, a specific, like some types of prides, everyone works together because they take down really large prey, like, you know, a giraffe or something. Okay. But uh, lone males will have to hunt for themselves as well. Like if the, the ones who get shunned in a pride, uh, the ones have been the shunned, but beta males. the ones who have not yet or like are coming up like they're males. over a year old or whatever. They've been pushed out of their uh, mother's pride and they haven't yet challenged for a new one. Oh, OK, so short answer is yes and no. Oh, I mean, the, the, the real short answer is males never take off their manes. So <laughs> that's a dumb thing to say. So they can't hunt without them. Yeah. I thought he was going to uh, proposition Mariah, be like, listen, uh, in order to hunt, I must activate my animal instincts. And then he just gives her the eyebrow pumps. Yeah. I took it more that she was just embarrassed. <laughs> like, she's like, 
oh, for God's sakes, please don't tell me you brought your ceremonial hunting guard. He's like, does the lion hunter that is man? She's like, oh, for Christ's sakes, please don't put that on. And he's already wearing it. Like, it cuts back to him. He's like, wear it. Like, yes. And he always does the snap of that pink Speedo. <laughs> oh, yes. The finest flamingo feathers. After a really pointless 3D transition, we again see the Punisher gearing up for his own hunt and then hitting the town to track down the man spider. Yeah, that was a fucking long ass transition, though. Like, it, I timed it. It was 15 seconds. I guess it's to show that it's the other end of town. Well, but up with the other end of town from what? It's It takes, like, the last scene we saw was at the airport, which isn't even presumably in New York City. I assume it's out on, like, you if know, it's LaGuardia, LaGuardia it's or no, JFK yeah. or something. And then this 3D transition takes us from Bruce the Gargoyle and the Daily Bugle Mm -hmm. all the way down to the waterfront. So it takes us from where we were not to somewhere where we don't know we are supposed to be. What is the point of that? No idea. Any which way you look at it, it was a very weird and ultimately pointless transition. Yeah, for sure. But then we get to the Punisher, and he's just... You know, once again, getting ready to go out and, and track down Man Spider. Got the anti-corrosive shield? We don't really get any additional information here. Mm-hmm. Um, ex- well, I mean, we get a little bit of kind of micro backstory. No pun intended there. Um, <laughs> that backside, though. Brrr. Yeah, not yeah, really. I mean, nah. When he's looking inside the, when he's standing at the the passenger side door and looking through the window, they have a reverse shot, and you see his ass. Micro's as fucking thick as oatmeal, man. Like, Jesus Christ. You know what? I apologize to Micro because now seeing more of him, uh, he's definitely <laughs> got that, like, ex-football player dad bod where he, like, is strong but also kind of pudgy. And uh, sorry, Micro, I read you wrong. It's very uh, <laughs> it's very physical education teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he can bench press the shit out of you, but he can't run him like... 200 meters. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting too old for all this. And he brags about having been really used to dunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he had a three-foot vertical. <laughs> oh, Punisher here is fucking ready for some action. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna see some action tonight. He fucking says it and, like, drives off. I like that he is, his gun has guns. The thing he puts in the that car. That is so ridiculous. The gun that he puts in his in the van is so preposterously huge. It's got like, it reminds me of the Simpsons with Moe. like, that's how you can turn one gun into five guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like just eight guns like glued together. Frank, these are awfully big toys. <laughs> just speaking of glue, that'll come back later. Well, yeah, he's got his glue guns. He's got his uh, anti-corrosive shield. But it's got his logo on it, because that's what you want. You gotta have the logo, man. That's merchandising. When he drives off, we get another update on the war journal. But this time, he doesn't even bother to give a number. So, no. I got nothing. <laughs> I think he's even he's tired of that horse shit. Michael Morbius, still a vampire does some peeping on Felicia Hardy and decides to get some help with his curse at ESU. He's not the only big monster on campus, though. Man Spider is there and apparently stealing the old neoprene decontaminator from the labs. This scares Deborah Whitman, who enlists big, tough dreamboat Flash Thompson in checking it out. 
but finds nothing. Is Felicia just there staring at a picture of Morbius? Yep. It is. Yep. Super weird. She just like lit up a J and is just <laughs> staring at his eyes. It's so weird. Michael believes that if I look at him, he'll see me too because it's his soul. So has it been a couple of days though? Or is this still like the last time we saw him? Oh, I guess it was just the one night, right? Yeah, it's still yeah. like the night of or whatever. Yeah, because like he becomes Michael Morbius during the day, but I guess he just rests. Yeah, I guess he's just hiding away because he's yeah. low on plasma. He's trying not to feed if he can avoid it, I well, guess. Why? Well, if he's trying to not feed, he's avoiding it. Why is he every time he fucking goes to Felicia's, he's like hungry? <laughs> he's like, it's like, buddy, you said you're not going to eat her. Yeah, like, I feel like he doesn't understand that flying around is burning <laughs> through that plasma. Like, he's just he's one of those idiots who's like, oh, I don't care about gas prices. I always put in 20 bucks. <laughs> You know, what I mean? like they don't understand fuel consumption yeah. and that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, I like that he's staring at her, and then the second she like gets up and like goes to the window, he recoils immediately. No, I must keep trying to rid myself of this horrible need for plasma. Like she's a, she's not gonna be able to see him from that distance, and B, it's just like, oh, oh god, she sees me fully torqued. <laughs> he's just up there, fucking. Jacking it to, <laughs> yeah. to the window. When rain's really coming down, I was like, was he just gonna get hit by lightning? Yeah. Hits him right in the dick. <laughs> he hits him right in the dick. Yeah. Uh but like what's she doing? She goes she goes and just like puts down the picture and then just goes and presses herself up against the window, hoping she can see him. Yeah. No, nah, she's looking at the rain because it's yes. super rainy for the moment because the rain is super sporadic in this episode. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's like Morbius isn't dripping wet at all, even though he's like standing in the rain. It's a super oily cloak that is uh, repelling at all. I do like the 3D reconstruction of the city when he takes off, though. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet shot. He's like, see ya. Yeah, this episode is one of the worst in terms of cutting between good animation and terrible animation <laughs> like some of the shots look fantastic and then some of the stuff you're shaking your head at you can't i can't even understand why they they thought that was acceptable i don't know uh i actually like that it's implied peter still has an ounce of humanity like throughout the episode as the man spider you can tell that he still sort of is present like the idea of going and get the neogenic recombinator he wants to go get fixed um, and then they do the unnecessary Mickey flashback. So that was you, Mickey. Uh, which again, yep. praise Mickey, praise be that mouse. But that's not, like, I, I don't know why they picked, I guess it's to show how it works. I don't know. I think they're just killing time, man. I hate pretty much this entire scene, actually, and much of the next one. Because, like, uh, I don't really get the point of the flashbacks, he doesn't get, like, why does he want the Neogenic Combinator? He doesn't seem capable of using it. Well, maybe. He's, really his monster un- brain's un- really like, even understanding. His... I guess so, but that's not what caused it most recently. But he knows right? it could fix know, him. I, I guess it's, it was, ult- in this show, it's, it's ultimately that was the cause. But I don't know if he would understand it that much. Like, what's his goal here? Is he just going to pick it up? He doesn't seem capable of using it. I have a question. Uh-oh. Yeah. There's this Neogenic Recombinator, which has been proven to make a lizard monster, a vampire, a uh, man spider, a scorpion monster, 
And it's not even under fucking lock and key or security. It's just sitting on a table. Like, <laughs> no one cares to fucking regulate this shit. That's a good point. I think it's broken uh, because it was smashed up uh, in the last episode when Spider-Man right. kicked Morbius into it because Morbius decided to attack him instead of explaining himself. And uh, when you look at it on the desk, there's a bunch of tools around it. So I feel like it's broken. Oh. This thing has been known to cause these crazy genetic mutations and stuff, but ah, fuck it. Yeah, you can borrow it. You're a student. Yeah, you think you would have to, like, book it out like a year in advance. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? Like, it's like the good piece of equipment in the lab, and you have to, like, sign up and wait months in order to get your turn to do, like, your experiment. Yeah. The, um, no, if it was a piece of equipment that needed to be signed out, the last date you would see would be, like, six months prior and it was clearly being used and no one wrote their names <laughs> that's how that works niche lab humor with vero yeah <laughs> i know things are going okay there at work vero i don't know it's just like the whole thing is like he picks it up and like gives this triumphant roar <laughs> and like as if this is going to matter mm-hmm. but then you never see him with it again so did he just put it back down and then walk away? Maybe the roar is not triumphant. It's actually in pain because he realizes it's broken and he's going to be trapped that way forever. I don't think oh, it's that be. smart. Yeah. No, it's deep. That shit's deep. So it's Deborah again, working late as usual. When will she ever slow down? She'll fall asleep in a Petri dish if she keeps this up. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I called her work-life balance Whitman, but yep. uh, she's making me look like quite the fool. I want to know what her project is. I feel like she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, I feel it doesn't fucking matter. So she gets scared from, like, hearing the roar and then, like, runs outside. uh, And then runs into our good friend, Flash Thompson. Please, hold the applause. (laughs) Oh, Spidey fan number one. Spider-Man's a good guy. A hero. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. It's good to see he's still chipper. Haven't we? No. We haven't seen him since the Insidious 6. Yeah, mm, it's true. I so, I mean, to be fair, we yeah. haven't seen Deborah in a really long time either. No, we saw Deborah last episode. We saw her in Morbius, but there's a big gap between Morbius yeah. and the last time we saw her. Well, if if memory serves, I think this is actually foreshadowing something else. Like this is the first time that Flash Thompson and Deborah Whitman ever meet. Yep. Uh, and it's weird because he keeps insisting on calling Deborah Lady. Lady. Yeah. In a way that makes her sound like much older than him. Yeah, like Yeah. But uh yeah, it's weird. But um uh, I'm pretty sure later on they uh kinda start fucking They do. They do. <laughs> That's it. Brains oh, meets brawn. Or should it be brains penetrates brawn? I don't know. Oh shit. Are you saying she penetrates him? Jesus. I think science is bad for your brain. You're oh, the yeah. beaker brain, Vero. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, the guy who takes routine hits to the head playing a sp- violent-ass sport is saying that science is bad for the head. Hey, you're the beaker brain, not me. I don't think he takes routine hits. I think he's the quarterback. You still get ridiculous sacks. <laughs> Talk to Aaron Rodgers. So, like, Flash does eventually get gilded into coming inside and, and checking things out for her, and... He's like, oh, it's just the wind because the window's open and a bunch of shit fell over. Yeah. I mean, it's not raining for the moment again, kind of sporadic, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and Deborah just insults him. I'm telling you, that science stuff is bad for your brains. Oh, really? And how would you know that? You jocks don't have any. And then runs away <laughs> from the conversation, which we learned from Cecily, apparently an 
an okay thing to do in this universe. If you just don't want to be talking to someone, you can just turn and run. I'm surprised at you, Cecily. Really surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised at you, Flash Thompson. Really surprised. <laughs> it's just the nerd response to just run away. You can't deal with confrontation. You just drop a sassy remark and bail. <laughs> just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> She's just so, like, aroused. Her whole <laughs> tactic here is just to call him Yella. Yeah. Nobody calls me yellow. Man Spider goes around spooking redheads who look like Mary Jane until the Punisher intervenes. With his upgraded weaponry, the Punisher soon has Man Spider glued down and at his mercy, but the timely arrival of Craven saves Spidey's neck, allowing him to escape. I'm just picturing the Man Spider just woman uh, <laughs> like, is how do spiders don't male no male spiders die they don't like rip off an arm to mate. not all of them yeah. but uh they're much smaller yeah, usually they're, than they're the females. beta males beta males <laughs> battle fan i did find though that this was a much more effective way of showing that there's still some peter parker in there like i didn't love the him going to the neogenic recombinator i thought that was too complicated but him having an emotion like you know, the him feeling for MJ and, and pining for MJ right. and him seeking her out is a much more primal thing. And that made more sense to me. So I really do like that part. And I like the anime glow up uh, when he thinks it's MJ. <laughs> <laughs> the like shiny background while she turns around and it's not MJ and it's such a letdown. His, yeah, all his flashbacks are soft focus for some reason. It's really strange. I was going to say porn filter, the Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> Oh my god, that's softcore. That's uh, that's late night. That's baby blue sound Spice crew. channel. Yeah. <laughs> Spice channel. Uh, but even Manspire's like oh, Mary Jane. But it's more like Mary oh, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Oh man. And then the Butcher sees him, <laughs> and he doesn't really do anything right away. Like he lets him accost the woman <laughs> yeah. and lets her run away. And then when Spider Man, or sorry, when Man Spider starts swinging away. He launches himself out of the van with an ejection seat, just like onto the just roof. Just power lifts his way up there. <laughs> I wish I could just see the Punisher being like, because he has his night vision goggles on, right? Just, huh, let me see how this plays out. Maybe she's into this. <laughs> I would have liked him to kind of just be like, Beetle Van, shoot me out of here. <laughs> Beetle Van, give me some Kleenex. What? Ew. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I accidentally shut off my glue gun. <laughs> He's pretty... He kind of turns things around really easily here, which I didn't necessarily love. Like, I always imagine the man spider is not just Spider-Man unleashed, like, mm-hmm. with no morals or anything, but also still stronger. Like, he, you know, he's, he's physically stronger and stuff. Right. So the fact that he dispatches him so quickly, like, he blocks one or two blasts of acid with his anti-corrosive shield, yep. and then he shoots him with the glue gun, and he's down. Made the glue stronger, webhead. I figured he'd be more of a match for the Punisher, but Punisher has more tactics. Man Spider is just. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like someone, you know, hunting from the elevator position or whatever. Those people that hunt from uh, helicopters or whatever, right? Like yeah. the sniper right from the helicopter. Like, all right, then. You've got uh, you've got nature beat on this one. <laughs> well, there's fishing with dynamite or fishing with fishing pole and bait. Um, It sort of reminds me. Like, on that note, it kind of reminded me of the second Jurassic Park where the guy really wants to hunt like the dude T-Rex. Um, 
Oh yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. use any cheap weaponry. He just goes with a classic rifle and he one v ones. And you know what? Fucking right. Good for him. The Punisher says Webhead twice in a row. Right. Like back to back here. I mean, it's broken up by a commercial break, but it's super weird. Webhead. And it's the same Webhead. Yeah, he says it exactly the same. Yeah, they just Webhead. used it twice. Webhead. But he also goes, he gets the glue gun shot to him, goes and tells Battle Van to do it, and he tells Battle Van to compensate for wind. Battle Van, glue shooter, key to my signal. Compensate the wind. It's like, did you need to tell it that? Like, it's launching things at you. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't that be already be programmed in? It's like, if he told it not to compensate for wind, would it miss? Like, it just, I don't know, just seemed like a stupid line that they just... Yeah, why didn't he just take it with him? Or, yeah, or that, you know? <laughs> when he, like, ziplines over the, like, power stance he he uses when he lands onto the ledge, it's just like the mm-hmm. takes the superhero knee, just, huh, and then asks for the gun. It's kind of badass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess it's all about the looks. <laughs> yeah. Although, also, speaking back to the way he's talking, the way he says innocent lives... Innocent lives. It's pretty great. He sounds like Christopher Walken, the Punisher. Like, <laughs> which is a movie I would watch. <laughs> and then he just starts having another acid flashback of the kite. Oh, man, yeah. that kite. It's a weird time for more kite flashbacks, but uh, all right. <laughs> I will say it actually explains how he came up with this symbol, because when the kite finally falls in the water, it show- it makes it look like a skull. I'm like, okay, I buy that. That's so lame, man. I don't like for- that at all. Like, oh, I'll take a- I'll take this kite moisture as simple like what if it had made like a peace sign or something i don't think that would be it's just it looks like an anus like it just happens to look like an anus he's like i don't really have any choice in here so i can't ever remember if you hear shots when you see the kite yep there's definitely gunshots as the kite starts to fall And it causes his dead wife. Uh, Say goodnight. Surprised um, Craven isn't being a bit more rational in this scene. He's not really like use, like trying to rat reason with him. He's just kind of like, I'm going to bear hug you until you listen well, to me. Well, he's back in his ceremonial garb. He's really feeling his animal <laughs> self right now. He's going for it. I think you, when uh, he's pointing a gun at himself and also Man Spider, like, you don't really have time to explain. That's you know, fair. You have to react first and then he tries to talk sense into him after that yeah that's fair craven with his arsenal of sex toys he's because <laughs> well, he's tying people up he's also got a pretty sweet burn here on uh punisher who are you someone who does not need barbaric weapons to hunt it's pretty good though like i was like yeah burn yep. got him from the top ropes <laughs> who would win though i think like i feel like craven's kind of a little bit more ripped i think craven's buffer yeah yeah i know he doesn't have his powers but i absolutely think craven should have just like greco roman the fuck out of him oh yeah that i think good. punisher would have won you think what punisher would have won sorry, really punisher is like trained in several different forms of uh, martial arts and, and craven like isn't that. craven isn't he's just a hunter Craven that. can't like, like fight one on one. Craven fought off four yes, hyenas. That's all he does. He's like great at it. I think Craven wins. It's just like, but fighting animals only... versus like f- like actual fighting. 
It says here that Punisher is skilled in guerrilla and military tactics, close quarters combat, infiltration, marksmanship, and demolitions. Okay, I'm pretty okay. sure that goes. And he can't use ninety percent of that because he uh, can use the military guerrilla. Guerrilla tactics means like hiding and... bombs and things like that. It doesn't mean like fighting like a gorilla. I'm aware of what gorilla means. So he's good at one on one, but so is Craven, man. I think like Craven wins unless uh, the Punisher is able to pull out some doodad and he like tasers him. If or they do the straight up arm wrestle from the beginning of Predator. I think oh, that Craven's going to pull the Schwarzenegger and tell the Punisher that he's pushing too many pencils. The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Because Craven mm-hmm. is, I think, pound for pound stronger. Fans at home weigh in on this debate. Who would win? Craven or the Punisher? Hand to hand combat, go. No, no weapons. weapons. No whammies. But it also says here that Craven is a skilled tactician, tracker, in hand to hand combat. Yeah. Combat. Sorry. I don't know. Which we saw him do, like, when he was setting a trap for Spider-Man. Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. Battle-Man. Spider-Man. Well, we'll let the listeners tell us what to think on this one. The important thing is that this is a huge distraction. It allows Man-Spider to notice that Morbius is ghosting his way into a building, and then he uses his acid breath to escape. Yep. At least we know that the acid is able to get through that glue. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah. Just like he's spitting out goo gone. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have like, he like rearranges his mouth parts and it, it's like the sprayer. He can do like a concentrated spray and more of a mist. <laughs> Just like my shower head. <laughs> exactly. Ladies. Oh, oh God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius enters the ESU labs to ask for Deborah Whitman's help, but unfortunately, he didn't pick up a snack on the way. Flash Thompson tries to save her and gets drained of his sweet, sweet plasma for his efforts. Man-Spider shows up to drive off Morbius before fleeing again into the night. You know what? Good on Deborah for going back to work after her traumatic experience. She went right back to science. I actually kind of like this because ultimately Michael wants a cure, so it would make sense that he would go and talk to someone he respects to be like, yo, help me out. I don't know why she thought it was Flash that was talking, though. Deborah, help me. Thompson, knock it off. Oh, it's Flash's Eastern European accent that uh, was so familiar. Well, he, she just assumed that Flash Thompson was making a stereotypically spooky voice that no real person would ever actually have. You were expecting maybe Bela Lugosi? I think she was trying to establish a flirting rapport with flash she was like oh oh she's like he couldn't possibly have resisted my charms like when i yelled at him and ran away (laughs) he's coming back for more do it deborah (laughs) you go girl (laughs) morbius seems so resigned to the plasma chugging at this point the way he says forgive me like he doesn't even real that's not even a real forgive me like that would if, if your teacher made you apologize to someone and you said it that way they would smack you and tell you to do it again and mean it sorry not sorry but uh can i get some plasma <laughs> yeah really great scream work from deborah's voice they're actress good here. screams I can't her name, yeah but... <laughs> excellent screams that's what i'm saying full lung a little wet Okay. Oh, that's, okay. Sorry. Okay. It's get, it's getting weird. <laughs> sorry. For the first time, Flash Thompson to the rescue. Get away from her! Yeah. And Morbius just kind of 
lets him at first. It's just like, no, get away from her. And Morbius is like, the slowest rescue right. ever. Just, <laughs> oh my let God. me just move. If Flash runs in at top speed, stops, turns his back to the monster man, <laughs> gently pushes Deborah away in her rolly chair. <laughs> then she suddenly speeds up and crashes into a bookshelf so hard it falls over on him. <laughs> All this time, Morbius is just sort of like, oh, I guess I'll wait. And then, <laughs> and then Flash turns around, throws a haymaker. He catches it oh, yeah. and just starts draining him. I like the face Morbius makes when he catches the punch. He's just like, yeah, just... No. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. Don't. <laughs> the Foley work, again, is pretty good, as it usually is on this show. Yeah. The draining sound uh, as he's sucking down the plasma is pretty gross, yeah. pretty effective. I liked it. You can hear the suckers working. Yep, working overtime. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you notice here, after he feeds, his hair goes black as if, like, he's gotten better, and then it just right away goes really? back to blue. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Could that just be bad animation? It, uh, it's just bad animation. You're right. Holy shit. I think they just forgot that his hair is, bl- is blue. <laughs> and uh, it's the intro shot, too. Yeah, it's changed back to blue for that bit, but uh, yeah, just before that is when it's it's all black. That's a good point. He's so surprised to see Spider-Man. Spider-Man! It's just like their little tussle is so like kind of lame. Like I, I re- like regular Spider-Man beat Morbius even though he was in pain. Like he just kicked him into shit. Like he was, he seemed to be stronger than Morbius. Uh, and then now man spider is getting manhandled even though he should be stronger than spider-man was like maybe morbius literally just fed so he's at his peak yeah. but i didn't love it I, I thought it should have been like he beats the fuck out of morbius so morbius runs away i would have liked the man spider to become animalistic in his fighting like really cut loose because he was hurting yeah, he his friends and yeah do something that was i guess it would be too close to the black suit spider-man where he almost kills the rhino but it would it would have been something like cool like that like he he has some humanity but he's like at the point of almost busting loose and snapping Morbius's neck or something with his eight arms. Instead, we get Man Spider thrown into a, An- a, another book another bookshelf. Two bookcases yeah. just goes crashing over and he gets up and looks at Flash Thompson. We get this flashback that was never in the show, and it makes Flash Thompson look like an anime character. Yeah. He just this like look back smile thing that I've definitely seen in Pokemon, or or I've seen it in the <laughs> intro of '80s sitcoms. It looks like that would be his character, like uh, his character name on an '80s yeah, sitcom. Maybe da, da, yeah. da, Flash Thompson. Da, da, da. Well, and, and this is not reused animation, unlike the other flashbacks. This yeah. is uh, this is something they drew for the show, and I guess it's because all of Peter's interactions with Flash Thompson up to this point have been very negative. So he really shouldn't have any good opinions. Of yeah, Flash that's Thompson that's what here. I was saying. I'm just like he goes, he goes in like pictures Flash Thompson. He's like, oh, Flash Thompson, and then he's just like, wait a minute, yeah. hate that guy. Just like slashes yeah, all him. the times he bullied yeah. him, and he just starts smacking like, right scratch, and then he just starts strangling yeah. Flash, and that's when Deborah wakes up and is like, hey, leave him alone, and he's just. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and now I guess Deb falls in love with Flash. This is how that works. Yeah, that's a, there's a bunch of that background love mm-hmm. going on in these uh, in this episode, setting some stuff up with scenes that ultimately I don't think should have even been in this episode. But yeah. <laughs> I will say that the sounds that are coming out of Man Spider here are pretty great. Oh, 
Apparently, he was voiced by Jim Cummings, who's been on the show a few times. He's the shocker. Yeah. I'm shocked. So, uh, and a few other background characters, including the, uh, try the sonic blaster guy. So, like, this is pretty good animal noises from him if he if he is indeed doing that and it's not just comped from something yeah i wanted to bring up the animal sounds as well that they're a weird hybrid of almost like godzilla e it's 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 al- very pterodactyl yeah like it's animal enough like animalistic enough that you understand that it's a monster sound but it's not you can't trace it to a specific animal like it's not like it sounds like a lion and you're like well that's stupid why would the man spider sound like a lion well, why would it sound like anything? I mean, it's not a real. To be fair, spiders are silent, so why the fuck does he have vocal cords now? Well, because he's a he's man, a, part man. He is a yeah, man. Sarah. He's fully so man. There you go. <laughs> he's not fully man. He's man and spider. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and there's also some like weird grumblings, and I, it's almost like he's trying to make words but can't. I don't know. I I listened to it a bunch of times. I couldn't make it out. So I think it's just general noise so i don't love this scene i wish i wish they had kind of like left it for another episode yeah (laughs) all basically all of this stuff and focused on other things but ah that's senpai for you well meanwhile back on the roof there's still the duel of the hunters going on as craven and punisher wrestle around real sensual like they banter and toss around quotes before parting ways with promises of their next meeting, perhaps being their last. Who the fuck are these terrible hunters that they just let man spiders slip away while they just wrestled each other? Yeah, really, eh? Uh, like, oh. Typical men. Typical. But then Craven goes and just keeps on shouting fucking proverbs. <laughs> well, the first one he drops is, uh, It is written that a man may build himself a throne of bayonets, but cannot sit on it. Uh, and that's a paraphrase of a quote from Boris Yeltsin, of all people, oh. who was Russian president at the time this aired. Uh, the original quote was in Russian, so it's translated usually a little bit differently, but the gist, it's, he got the gist of it. Right. Uh, the Punisher counters that with making a reference to uh, the lion sleeps yeah. tonight. Don't know who you are, Jungle Boy, but if you get in my way one more time, the lion ain't gonna walk tonight. I don't know where he's getting that from. It's a really weird thing to say. Yeah, and then he goes and busts out the intro shot again with the rocket launcher or the net launcher, explosive yeah, gun. Yeah, net nets up yeah. Craven. Yeah. Well, Craven was winning the little fight when they were just Greco-Roman wrestling. He always does that. He gets behind the guy and he gets real close and then gives him like a tries to suplex him. Old time Greeks are doing this naked. Craven comes back at him with another quote that uh, is pretty great, and he actually mm-hmm. citations it as well. Yeah. A man that studieth revenge keeps his own wounds green. Francis Bacon. <laughs> John Dunn. John Dunn. John Dunn. <laughs> John Dunn. Now we have to add Francis Bacon and then John Dunn yeah. to all yeah. these quotes <laughs> that we're true. doing. John Dunn. Francis Bacon. I want by the end of this fucking series, of this <laughs> podcast, we're gonna have like eight citations. Anything <laughs> that any quote that we give. John Dunn. <laughs> Francis Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, we need like as many of those as we can chain up. Yeah. That would be that oh, would be man. hilarious. We'll see what else we can do. Keep an eye out. I like the animation of Craven in the net. He kind of has like just a little pouty face. 
He's a little upset to be in the net. Yeah, the way he like crosses his arms sort of yeah. impishly and says Francis Bacon. It's Francis Bacon. It's really great. I like that animation a yeah, lot. It's like a fucking start. Like he thought he was like sticking it to him. It's like Francis Bacon, motherfucker. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm bringing out the big guns. No more Yeltsin for you. It's all bacon. All bacon all the time. So once Craven is netted up, Punisher notices the man spider swaying away. So he just kind of leaves. Blast! And then Craven rids himself of the net and goes and starts sniffing some hairs yep. that were stuck in the glue. Like, he made it very clear that he didn't have his powers anymore, but now he's tracking with scent. Yeah. Like I said, it's like, does he have his powers or does he not? And would he be even useful if he didn't? I mean, I guess he's still a good hunter, so maybe he can smell a little, but it, it's a bit weird. And now you can also tell that he's only wearing this traditional garb so they can reuse animation. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, they have him jump over a bunch of rooftops, and it's clearly from the first one. Oh, yeah, they don't want to have to come up with a new outfit for Craven. They're just like, oh, he wears this because he likes to hunt in it. Okay, cool. Um, he, I, I could buy that he can smell specific undertones. Some people have pretty sensitive smell. Mm-hmm. And he is, like you said, he's a tuned hunter. Like, maybe he's used to smelling, like, dung. Or something like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, what would he be wearing if he wasn't wearing his traditional outfit? Like, is he just wearing slacks? Or like, <laughs> I could, <laughs> like, he's got '90s baggy jeans on or something. Uh, clearly cut off so they don't affect his range of motion. I want cut offs and like a white, like a tank top. Like Mariah <laughs> did his laundry for him to be nice, and she shrunk his traditional <laughs> garb. <laughs> she put it in the dryer. <laughs> now it's all tight and small. The leggings go to, like, mid-calf, and it looks like a little kid. Nobody can take him seriously. Or or she accidentally oh, dyed man. the main pink because she washed a deep red. Hey, he's got no problem with pink. We know that already. Well, you can just pick up a new one uh, out in Chelsea or something. We get a series of short scenes as Harry Osborne comes to help Mary Jane, the Punisher just kind of drives around, Craven and Crawford find out where Spider-Man is, Aunt May worries, Man-Spider stalks Queens, breaks into MJ's house, and pushes down Harry Osborne before running off. What the fuck kind of car is Harry driving? A sporty one. A I have a tiny dick mobile? I can park in the middle of the street because I'm rich mobile. Oh, he's one of those assholes who parks in either a handicapped parking spot or takes up two parking spots because his car is that fancy. Pretty sure that's a classic Corvette. It's because he has money. Money. I want money. MJ invites him in and then she says, You're Peter's best friend. Which seems really odd. Something tells me they're not that close. We hardly know each other, Osborne. I think they were only roommates for like a week. <laughs> That's pretty sad if he's his best friend. Yeah. Like, why does she even, like, why does she even need Harry at all? I don't know. Why not go to Liz or one of their other friends? I don't know. What is Harry there for? Listen, Peter's already gone. She's looking to get some strange. She calls up Harry. Wow. Right to that, eh? Oh, Jesus. Speaking of strange, uh, Craven is calling Mariah from a payphone. I just wonder where he keeps his change. You think it's in his mane? Uh, it's in his coin purse. I would have loved if he had a fanny pack. (laughs) That's where he keeps his bolos and, uh... His battle bolos. He's that crazy guy on the street asking people for a quarter. (laughs) I'm not crazy! I just... It's a ceremonial hunting garb! I will call with (laughs) 1-800-COLLECT! 
Please, Calypso, accept this collect call. Would you like to accept the charges from... It's me, Calypso! <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm just going to... I'm not sure who that is. I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Peter comes and uh, creeps up on May, like, in the window, and I feel it's just kind of... It's very similar to the scene where uh, Morbius creeps up on Felicia, and it's just like, Felicia, kind of thing. He's just like, because <laughs> he can't talk. <laughs> Break me so ah! with nothing on it. Dry <laughs> so. So did Aunt May oh, still set three places for dinner? <laughs> Two of the men in her life are missing. Yeah. Well, then they reuse the animation of him creeping on the glass less than a minute later when he's creeping up on the window of Mary Jane's house down the street. Yeah. Except this time he just lets himself in. <laughs> he goes and like sees May, and then he's just like, ah, fuck this. I want to go get me some cuddles. I'm going to go to MJ's. I want to see what these six arms can do. Except there's another man there, so he pushes him. Oh, yeah. But it's Peter's best friend. Yeah, okay. Bye. The action push is so good. One hand just, yeah. sit down, Osborne. <laughs> yeah. See ya. I don't like pretty much all of this like i i really don't feel like any of this adds that much to the story especially the like the mj harry thing makes no goddamn sense and it's really them shoehorning the beginning of their relationship yeah. if memory serves i think they start to date very soon because peter is too unreliable yeah peter gets yep. pushed out yeah he goes to the mj pushes down harry and like whatever and he runs out and he just gives out this roar just <laughs> Made me think of like, oh, the pain, the pain of it all. Just like yelling at the clouds. He just really milks the push so that he doesn't have to keep fighting this horrible monster. He's like, oh, I'm so hurt. Remind me never to do that again. Oh, shucks. (laughs) I've done everything I can do. That was it. I've got nothing left. Manspider takes the fight to the Punisher, causing him to crash his beloved battle van, which then blows up R.I.P. in peace. He webs up the Punisher and takes him back to his lair. Um, alright, take a drink for the loss of our favorite character. Yep, gotta pour one out for the lost homie battle van. For battle van. I will remember you. Uh, he was really cruising around there, and then <laughs> you're like, oh man. This is the last time he's going to get to spend with the battle van. Battle van's a rockin'. He's doing a stockin'. <laughs> battle van just blows up. <laughs> it's like fucking him out. <laughs> if he knew that was the last time he was going to drive on the battle van, do you think he would have like rocked out? Maybe maybe patted the dashboard, let it know it was a good battle van. Yeah, man. Got it detailed. Yeah. Get all the McDonald's fries from underneath <laughs> the seat. The <laughs> micro last... seat. <laughs> just eating the, the ba- fries. passenger seat. It's just full of like... Is he throwing fries down intentionally? What's going on here? He just, like, as he goes off the cliff, he's just like, Battle Van. Know that I've always loved you. <laughs> Battle Van, parachute. <gasps> no, it's too late. Battle Van, tell Micro I love him. Key on my death. <laughs> That's like, Battle Van, activate parachute mode six, seven. <laughs> 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 oh, why did I, why did it have to be so damn long? <laughs> yeah. But the man spider jumping on the hood of, bat- of Battle Van was classic horror movie monster 
scare. It was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. And the and now it's raining again, and I'll forgive it because it looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, the animation here is probably the best of the entire episode, and and one of the best sequences I think of this season that I've seen so far. I actually really love this whole bit. Yeah. Looks fantastic. It, it, it uses a great amount of like, like there's tons of tension. It's great. He also you could tell he's taking out his anger on the Punisher. He's sick of the shit. His, yeah, he's a you know he's he's a monster. His girlfriend's gone. You know, F this guy. Let's go. Oh yeah, and like the Punisher drags himself out of the van and he tries to pull a gun on Man Spider and just backhands it away effortlessly. It's like no 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 more of this bullshit. And then he the way he picks him up and uh, webs him up kind of stuck with me. I, I definitely remember that as well. The right. way the webbing just sprays over him and leaves nothing but the nose. It's so yeah, it's cool. cool. How do you know not to do the nose? I think fucking Lord of the Rings stole that idea. The Just the nose sticking oh. out of the webbing. Yeah, it's like when, when Shelob gets uh, Frodo and has him all webbed up. Oh, the spider. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome because he's holding him with the two and then squirting with the other two. You're like, oh, how's he going to web him up? Oh, that's how he's going to web him yeah. up. Six legs, bitches. Yep. And then he's Six actually, arms. I would have liked if they panned out a little bit and the other set of arms is just flipping the bird. Just uh, like he's so happy. <laughs> Punisher is all webbed up back at uh, Man Spider HQ, but Craven arrives to rescue him and together they're able to incapacitate Man Spider. Before Punisher can go in for the kill, Mariah Crawford shows up, verbally bitch slaps him, and then injects Manspider with some high-grade, pure Colombian science, turning him back to normal. It's good to see that uh, Craven is the smart one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. He's just like, we would do well to work together, yes? Craven, I think Craven could have caught the Punisher when he cuts him loose, but he just wanted him <laughs> to fall those extra four fucking feet, and he's just like, who's in charge now? yeah yeah he cuts him down and he was really high up and the way they cuts him down they don't really show it they just show the hand doing it so you're like how did he get up there did he jump he's like jordan and cuts it <laughs> punisher's just like a classic teenage boy just like oh what's this you know fuck this and just immediately takes the camera no do not vibrate the web there's something else that was in uh like, don't vibrate um, the web yes yeah Yes. I don't know what it was, though. Um, was it in Lord of the Rings? Well, that kind of there were two different things here that made me that reminded me of Star Wars. Right. Um, this bit, like the don't grab this thing that's just sort of hanging there, reminded me of um, Return of the Jedi when Chewie and all them are walking in the forest and then there's the piece of meat and Chewie grabs it and then they get all pulled up in the mm -hmm. net. Great. Always thinking with your stomach. Then and then later, uh, he says, uh, the Punisher says, Hold her, I'm going to disintegrate him. Which made me think of uh, Empire Strikes Back when Darth Vader's like, No disintegration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want right to disintegrate. Won't be any nerve endings left to feel the pain. Like, what? Jesus. I guess they were just going to sneak out, though, because, like, or try and sneak up on Man Spider. Like, the vibration just alerts him, yeah. but they wanted to meet him anyway, so yeah, really doesn't affect them very negatively. And you'd expect them to do worse, but they just headbutt him three times, yeah. and that's enough to put him on his ass? They, like, body check him, one each, and then together. Yeah, yeah and then the power of teamwork takes him down. And then the, whatever, the taser net that 
uh, Punisher uses actually just holds him there. And then the real superhero shows up, Mariah Croft. Nice. Science? And then science, science yeah. saves the day. <laughs> Her speech basically destroys Punisher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he turns him into a mess. <laughs> it just starts ugly crying. <laughs> My wife. My, my dead wife. My wife. <laughs> She's oh, like, man. don't you know that nothing you do now can ever bring them back? Oh, yeah. He <sighs> needs to face that loss. You know yeah, tough love. The tough love that Micro was never willing to give. Yeah, you're an enabler, Micro. <laughs> Micro is absolutely an enabler. You're right. He needed that intervention. That's pretty much, enabler is pretty much on Micro's <laughs> fucking business card. Like, hi, I'm Micro. I'm an enabler. <laughs> Do you want to like surrender to the darkest recesses of your soul? Because I can make that happen. And I can give you the tools to take your revenge out. Fake IDs, guns, whatever you need. Cheetos. I can give you the tools to take out your enemies and never deal with your emotional pain. Sure, anything you want. To be fair. Micro is probably worried sick right now. Oh yeah, he hasn't checked in yeah. in a while. He hasn't heard from Battle Van. He hasn't heard. It. Oh, he yeah. hasn't heard from uh, Punisher. Oh, so, I don't know. <laughs> Micro. He's considering getting up from his chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's like two or three more hours, and I'm gonna definitely look into doing something. They pan back to Micro, and he's just like. Well, and then takes a cyanide pill and just blows up the entire factory that they're working in. That's it for me. <laughs> the cops can never find my corpse. <laughs> Dr. Crawford gets him to hold down man spider and she injects him in the bum with the science stuff. Yep. She's had some wacky animation this episode. Her eyes are all over the place. Like, sometimes she's, like, Sid the Sloth level eyes apart. The transformation of Manspider back to Peter Parker, one scene always stuck out in my mind. His hands go back in. He starts to look a little bit more human. And then all of a sudden, just this whiff of hair grows out of his grotesque spider skull and it's just like this stylish wave he's got going on it's too handsome for a spider ready for a night on the chow (laughs) (laughs) and then they throw the dirty coat over top of his face which is nice of him yeah that's pretty decent I thought about that before I'm like wait a second they're gonna see his face and then like, and the, then she said it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. That's cool. Take your coat off. Drape it over his face. What? The man wears a mask for a reason. We must respect his wishes. And that's that plays into why I mentioned last episode that when he turns into the man spider, I was like, oh, no, he's not wearing his mask. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, and uh, they kind of set it up, too, because the Punisher found uh, Spider-Man's mask at the very beginning of the episode. So he had it in his pocket and ready to go. So they're able to put that right back on him, which is nice. Mariah just slides it on there. Spider-Man starts coming, too, because he's becoming human again. And then he looks at each of the people in turn. Mm-hmm. And they're all grinning at him like idiots. Yeah. And Craven's just super proud of her. Well, my little Calypso, you have done it again. They call her Calypso. And they explain what the fuck that means, but it's, they're completely not true. In mythology, Calypso was a goddess who offered the gift of life to Odysseus. Well, then I guess you're my Calypso, too. Yeah, Calypso was A, not a goddess, and B, did not offer the gift of life to Odysseus. She tried to make him a sex slave. Like, that is not the same thing. She detained him for seven years. Mm -hmm. To make him her husband. 
I mean, just take the guy out for dinner, you know? Try and uh, take interest in his interests. What's it, the Dave Chappelle line? <laughs> Suck on his d- dick, make him a sandwich, and don't talk so much. <laughs> so, not the same thing. Not even close. Yeah. Kind of weird. But, like, back off, uh, Spider-Man. She's not your Calypso. I was surprised Craven wasn't just like, get away. He's like, <laughs> look how small his calves are. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> Peter's super tan, though. Like, underneath uh, like yeah. all that, like, his skin is, like, so much darker than it usually is. I don't know They why. made Spider-Man hit the tanning beds for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> while he's a man spider. Yeah. Well, he's just covered in uh, in this very specific dirt from this weird parking garage. But which parking garage is it? Well, that takes us to the bow on this episode. Raven says goodbye to his new pal Punisher, stopping to reveal the fact that he found Spider-Man's lair in the... World Trade Center parking garage, because he smelled the bomb residue. Anyway, final shot is Spider-Man being perfectly okay and happy to be back. Yep. So, not particularly fun fact here. Craven says, The gravel that I found in Man Spider's webbing, it still had the scent of gunpowder from that bomb explosion of years ago. This episode was aired in 1995, but... The explosion he's referring to was from 1993 in the first attempted bombing of the World Trade Center. And he says he smells gunpowder from the explosion, but uh, that was not done with gunpowder at all. In fact, gunpowder is not a very good explosive. It's uh, it's an even, it's an okay propellant, but it's, it was definitely not used uh, for that attack. And learning that put me on a bunch of lists, I'm not sure. I understand that they wanted to give Craven some sort of advantage with the sniffing of the fur, but why would you even bring up a bombing in a kid's show? Like, why couldn't he be anywhere else? Oh, I smelled the sewer. (laughs) Well, I guess it's not specific enough. Uh, I don't know. Like, they make a thing about him going, like, thinking he'd want to be underground or in the dark or something, but uh, yeah, they could have... Could have picked something else there. It just puts a really dark tone on the episode. But I did appreciate Craven's attempt at trying to make the Punisher feel better after his girlfriend just emotionally eviscerated him. <laughs> He's like, hey, buddy, like... We would be magnificent together. Yeah, he makes it weirdly sexual, though. We would be magnificent together. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wrote that too. <laughs> I could tell from the way I grabbed you from behind. Your buttocks was... <laughs> it would work. It would work. Uh, how come Spider-Man's costume is back to normal, like, right after this? It does, it's probably just not worth thinking about. He got a new one, and <laughs> we, we can move on with our lives. <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to do, because that's it for this episode and the Man-Spider mini-arc, which means it's time for our final thoughts. And arbitrary spider ratings, where we rank the episode using whatever idiotic metric we can come up with off the top of our heads. First up today will be Vera. So, I guess I'll rate this episode four dangling camera baits out of six. All right, and for you, Peter? My spider rating is seven and a half out of ten rippling fat guy back muscles. Oh. Ooh. As for myself, I'm going to give this episode one Boris Yeltsin quote out of a possible Francis Bacon quote. I took that one to my the extreme of arbitrary ratings that time, not even using numbers. You did, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I can't even do the math on that. There's nothing. I'm gonna. I think I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really explore the space. <laughs> I, I really want to love this episode, but I. I just don't. 
But uh, I tell you what I would love. Oh. Somebody were to tell me what's going to happen next week, perhaps with the aid of a copy of the Daily Bugle. He's supposed to have some big scoop. The moment all America has been waiting for. Today's issue of the Bugle. Brock's big scoop. Eddie Brock's biggest scoop. Big news, too. That's unbelievable. Exactly how did you happen to get this? Yeah, I got a copy of the Daily Bugle right here. Um, and the headline says, with Man-Spider kept at bay temporarily, Spider-Man now turns to helping Michael Morbius become human again. But a vampire hunter named Blade is after Morbius as well. All right. Well, that's going to be about it for us. As we said off the top, check us out online. All the links are on our website, RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. If you liked our episode, please share it with your friends, family, and local battle van mechanics. And if you loved it, please consider sharing it online, uh, supporting us on Patreon, or rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help get the show out there. You might even win something nice. We'll be back at you in two weeks with our next episode, and until then, this is Radioactive Spider Pod saying, always remember to pack your ceremonial hunting guard. All the listeners are my clubs. Oh my god. Just keep swinging. I was going to say it's a metaphor for the Iron Throne. Throne of Swords. Nope, nope cutting, cutting it. Yep. I'm sorry. Fuck that stupid show. <laughs> sorry your dragon show sucked. Yeah, really. Francis Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>